This morning we're in the gospel according to St. Matthew chapter 10 beginning in verse 40. Jesus is speaking and says, whoever welcomes you welcomes me and whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. Whoever welcomes a prophet in the name of a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And whoever welcomes a righteous person in the name of a righteous person will receive the reward of the righteous. And whoever gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones in the name of a disciple, truly I tell you, none of these will lose their reward. This is the word of God for the people of God. There was a family in a previous church I served that had the gift of hospitality. If children needed a place to go from the church for an outing, they offered their place. If the youth needed to have a pool party and they needed a place to go, they said, come to our house. When the local band needed to have a social, they invited the high school band over. When Mary and I got there as their pastor and pastoral family with our children, they extended that same warm and generous welcome to us in a whole variety of ways that helped us get settled in a new place. Both the husband and wife had this gracious gift of welcome and of hospitality. If they heard of someone who needed a place to stay for a few weeks, they offered a room in their home for those folks to stay in. It truly is a wonderful gift that they had that they extended. The husband, the dad in that family, grew up Roman Catholic. He would tell me about growing up in a Roman Catholic family. He said in his family it was just understood that the priest was always welcome for Sunday lunch. If he needed a place to go, he was welcome at this house. If they heard of a need of that priest that they might respond to, if there was a way they could help, they were ready to do so. They understood that as part of their Christian life. They understood that as their responsibility as part of their faith life of being a part of a faith community. I think they understood and had taken to heart this passage we just read this morning. Whoever welcomes you welcomes me, Jesus says. And whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. Sometimes others surprise us with their hospitality. Trevor Hudson is a pastor in South Africa, a Methodist pastor. He's written a book that I'm going to be recommending you read during July. We're going to be using it as part of our old-time revival sermon series. But in there, he tells a story about a time that he was on a trip. He calls it a pilgrimage that he and a group of people from South Africa took to move through all parts of their country. They wanted to see the differences in lifestyle and place of their fellow country men and women he said they got to one place it was rather a poor area he said there were two single women on the pilgrimage they got paired together for a couple of nights to stay at this place he said they went and they found a two-room house not a two-bedroom house but a two-room dwelling one where the parents slept one where the children slept but they said when they arrived, the parents insisted that they take their bed and their room for their whole stay. And they slept on the floor with the children. They reported that when they awoke every morning, already hot water had been heated over an open fire and breakfast prepared and kept hot until they were ready to eat. 
when it was time to eat, the whole family gathered and ate with them and fellowshiped as part of that breakfast experience as they were staying with that family. Hudson says they moved on from there. The next place they stayed was a suburb of a large metropolitan area in South Africa. He said it was a very affluent area. The same two young women paired on this particular uh, stop as well. They arrived at the next place there, a two-story home. When they came in, the people who lived there offered them the den floor and said, you can stay here. The next morning when they woke up, a domestic worker had cooked breakfast and left it on the counter, but no signs of the host family anywhere. They said it was their great surprise when on the last day there, they were given a a tour of the home when they went upstairs they found that there were three furnished unused bedrooms that they could have slept in Jesus once said who proved to be neighbor who proved to be neighbor which one would you say was the most generous and welcoming host in those two circumstances. The Gospels teach us that we're all members of the body of Christ and therefore members of the same family, that we're all related as brothers and sisters in Christ, related to each other and related to God through Jesus Christ Himself. But not everybody remembers that or sees that connection. And even if we see it, we don't all have the same gift. I don't have the same warm and welcoming and gracious spirit as my friends that I told you about that greeted us at another church. I'm a little more private. I'm a little more careful, a lot more careful, in terms of letting people into my home. And yet, even though we don't all have that same gift, we need to hear what Jesus says in this passage. Even though I may not want to, I need to listen. For this passage challenges me to reconsider my practices of welcome. I must ask myself, as I did this week while working on this sermon, am I using the blessings that I have received to bless others? Or am I just using those for my own pleasure and enjoyment as if there are no other members of my family can I really take this passage to heart and begin to see Christ in all the people I meet whoever welcomes you welcomes me and whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me it reminds me of later in Matthew the 25th chapter, Jesus is speaking, and he says, you know, whenever you have done it to the least of these who are members of my family, you have done it to me. Or that last verse we read, and whoever gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones in the name of a disciple, truly I tell you, none of these will lose their reward. Clearly, the gospel calls me to action. But what action? What is God calling me to personally? We don't all have the same gift. 
but we all have the same call to look for ways to extend the hospitality of Christ to others that come our way, to make sure that we see all people as worthy, to make sure that we're looking when we see people, not just to see the people, but God alive in them. What Jesus is saying is when we welcome them, we might actually be welcoming God into our lives in a new way. I wondered this week how well I do that. I mean, am I prejudiced because of my skin color? So I see people of other ethnic groups. Do I see them as worthy as brothers and sisters or do I think they're inferior? Do I see others differently if I think they're in a different socioeconomic class or position or place? I mean, I've heard rich people say terrible things about poor people. On the other hand, I've heard poor people speak with great disdain about rich people as well. When I see somebody hungry or sick, handicapped, in prison, unemployed, different in some other way, is it something I think I'm to avoid? Or do I think Christ is alive in that person? Oh, it makes a difference. How we live, depending on how we see. I did a funeral for a fellow once that opened my eyes to this kind of perspective. He had lived a long life, a full life. When I got together with the family, the plan, the funeral, they talked about his career and how well he had done and his accomplishments. And I noted those things. They talked about him as a husband and a family man and how terrific he had been in those roles as well. But then they told me a story that really caught my attention. They said once he had retired and had more time on his hands, he spent a lot more time at the house and working in the yard, even planting a garden. And even throughout the summer, on hot summer days, he would be out there most every day working in the yard and the garden. And then in the afternoon, usually take a break, sit out on his front porch and sip a cool drink. They said it was one of those days when the garbage truck rolled up and he was out there sipping on ice-cold Coca-Cola. He saw these fellows jump off the garbage truck, grab his garbage can, empty it, run it back up the house, set it there, and he saw them running back to the truck, sweat, of course, just dripping off of them. And all of a sudden, he hollers at them, hey, would you fellows like a Coke? He said they stopped dead in their tracks. Turned around and said, what did you say? Would you all like a cold Coca-Cola? One of them said, man, oh man, would we? He said, wait just a minute. He ran inside and grabbed three ice-cold Cokes and brought them out, gave them to each of the fellows there on the garbage crew, and then thanked them for their service. His family told me every week for the rest of his life, he made sure he was there when the garbage crew was coming by. And he always had a cold drink ready to give them and to thank them for their service. They said he became friends with them. He knew them by name. So if he was going to be gone one week, he would tell them ahead of time. Or if he was just going to be gone for the afternoon, he would get an ice chest and ice down some drinks, put them right there by the mailbox so they would still have a cool drink. Or if he wasn't able to do that, he would talk to one of the neighbors and say, you know, they'll be coming this afternoon. I'm going to be gone, but you should be there to give them something cool to drink. What a witness. 
such a simple act. And yet in some ways, so profound. Such a commitment. Whoever gives even a cup of cold water, Jesus says. How are you going to act? What's this passage call you to do in terms of welcoming someone else? Oh, it may not be the same for all of us, and yet all of us are called to respond in some way. Where can you extend the hospitality of Christ? You all are good at this. In my experience, I came here just over a year ago. Oh, I'd been here before. I knew some of you. But as soon as the word was out that I was coming, I started getting emails and phone calls. People started writing me notes. Once I arrived, somebody sent me flowers. Another family invited us to dinner. We felt really welcome. It was wonderful to come back and have opportunity to serve. And you all made it just the most wonderful experience of welcome and warmth and generosity when we got here. It was just not any time at all before we thought we're home. We're back in the family of Christ where we want to be. But we also moved into a new neighborhood where we didn't know anybody. But you know what happened? lady across the street, she baked us some brownies and brought them over while they were still warm. They were wonderful. They did not last very long at my house. Another family lived catty corner, brought us a bottle of sparkling punch with a nice note of welcome. Another neighbor gave us the phone number and said, just call us if you need anything while you're trying to get moved in. But then the one that really blew me away was we had been there a few days. We had been busy. The grass is starting to get high. The fellow next door mows his yard, and he mows my yard at the same time. He mowed the yard, trimmed and edged it. I mean, it was beautiful. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, are you kidding me? He didn't say anything to me. He didn't want anything from me. He had just taken care of it. I saw him later and said, um... Did you mow my yard? And he says, yeah. And I'm sort of like, what's the deal with that? <laughs> and he says,